Welcome to Tradeoffs, a show where ProfitWell's Patrick Campbell and Product Habits Heat and Shock collect data to understand the trade-offs product teams are making with questions like... The next question we ask is, have you ever recommended Netflix to anyone? Asking people how often they use Spotify. Today, we're breaking down data from customers of Spotify. Spotify's free option makes it a popular streaming service amongst music lovers. But what can their product team do to keep their customers happy? Talk about Spotify. Spotify. You listen to music? What an amazing company. Yeah. Oh, my God. Crazy company. Who doesn't listen to music? 2008 in Sweden. Yep. Um, that was a big perk for a lot of companies that were coming out of Europe and coming to the yep. US was that they would get their team members Spotify subscriptions. Yep. Because yep. you couldn't get in the United States for a long time. Yep. That's right. Um, closed beta 2007. Took yep. four months to build in 2006, Six. which I thought was wild. 70 million paid, paid subscribers. Woo. It's pretty wild. That is wild. Yeah. Spotify hit the market just at the right time yeah. because there's an entire generation of, of basically people who were like a little bit before Napster to a little bit after Napster. Yeah, who just don't want to pay for yeah. anything. Yeah, that's true. Right. And we're in that generation where we totally. just don't want to pay for any music. Nope. And the generation after us, they're kind of used to either getting an unlimited streaming service yep. or they're used to paying per song. Yep. But I think that Spotify really was the first company that could figure out your market's dying we can be that's the ones true. to kind of save it. And that's why they pay so much money to them based on streams. Well, and they delivered on that value. What do you do? I actually have a YouTube premium subscription. Interesting. And that lets me play music or whatever I want, yeah. even non-music in the background on my phone. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird visual audio thing to me. The time I discovered the discoverability in Spotify made me a more diehard user of Spotify. There you go. It's really something cool. like that. Um, but I think that's like, it, it's similar to like Netflix here. It's like the content game. Yep. And what's great about it, unlike Netflix, is they're creating the content. They're just curating it, which yep. I think is really, really interesting. That's true. And when we get into the data here, um, especially asking people how often they, they use Spotify, use it. it's very similar to Netflix that we found. Like daily, you're looking at a few times per day, about 28%. Um, daily, about 31%. Daily um, is actually 58%. At least daily. Yeah. So a lot of people are using daily. it multiple yeah. times per day. That's so right. the total is about 60% yeah. there. And 28% are using it once or a few times per week. I would argue probably, we don't have this data, but people who, like usage is probably correlated with paying. I'm sure. It has to be. It has I mean, to that, be. That's like, usually how it is on a service People like using this, right? it a few times a month, I, yeah. I bet they're on Spotify's but free plan. People tend to listen to music every day. So yeah, I mean, I, I listen to music every day or totally a podcast like every yeah. day, multiple times a day, depending on if I'm working, walking, whatever it is. We don't have silence anymore in our lives. That's true. Like when you're walking somewhere, yeah. it's always headphones yep. in some way. Yep. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing or whatever it is. It's life. It's life now. Life has changed. <laughs> so Spotify does have product market fit. Yeah, pretty uh, so strong. This is the question we ask, like how disappointed yeah. would you be if you could no longer use Spotify? Yep. 55% of people said very disappointed. Yep, and the threshold did. we're looking for is over 40%. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So that was really, really impressive. Really strong product market fit. But what did you think why people would be very disappointed? What did you think of these answers? There's I mean, a lot people of different are, types of answers. People are actually saying they use it daily. Yeah. People are saying it's a primary source of music. And people are saying that they just love Spotify and they call it my music. That's interesting. So it's like, I love Spotify more than life. That's that one really got me. So like, like, like <laughs> so you know, I need my music to make it through my work day. That's weird. I Get love Spotify. Job. I don't know what I do without it. Oh my God. You would survive. <laughs> I exclusively <laughs> listen to music so from salty. Spotify. Yeah, yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. I use Spotify as my main music source. Without it, it would be a hassle. Yeah, I agree with that. that. The folks who have built this product have built an experience that people love. 
I was making fun of them, like some of these answers. And I yeah. think some of my making fun of it still makes a point here. <laughs> but I will yeah. say, I could not tell you what I would use if I wasn't using Spotify. But think about it, even with yeah. like my co-founder Marie's point of being a yeah. diehard Spotify, right? Like the amount of emotion in these responses is really amazing when you see that. That's yeah. what you're looking for. You're looking for that emotion, even if it's super negative. But totally. in this case, it's super positive. Well, I think it was kind of funny too, is the the clunkiness of Amazon's music. The only reason I would use, so I'm thinking of the different music sources yeah. I have. Only reason I use Amazon Music is with the Alexa, and it's just in the house. Right. Like if we're like, oh, Alexa, play some music, and we yeah. rarely use that. I'm trying to think of, in the office, we use a Sonos, which is hooked directly up to Spotify. In the car, I've not used a radio in a long time. I just use like Spotify through the car, basically. Right. Totally. Yeah, it's super fascinating. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Primary benefit. Primary benefit. So what is the primary benefit Marie's that people receive from Spotify? Here? Yeah. Music yeah. discovery and recommendations, about 17% yep. of respondents, which I think is pretty wild. Yep. It's really interesting that so many people use the word discover. I think that's like such a yeah. big deal. And this is an interesting point because product around discovery is called Discover Weekly. And so I'm curious if Spotify did research and figured out that this is the word. That it discovers a word. It's one of those things where you sit there and you're like, you admire the company so much that you want that to have been true. That's totally right. But you're also like, probably eh, was. Who knows? Like it probably yeah. was like a good discovery That's right. in and of yeah. itself, that kind of a thing. I also thought like when you're looking at the primary benefit here, listen to what I want, when I want was about 12% of respondents. Yep. And then the playlist about 11%. Yep. And if you think about creating a playlist in the world of iTunes back in the day, you have to go individually buy every song. Oh, it's annoying. Or in some cases, buy the album. Then like the number of clicks that you had to do. Now I can right click on a song in Spotify, add to playlist. I can actually create a new playlist immediately. Or I can go to that song's radio, which basically creates a new playlist in and of itself as well. Even, I mean, people literally said automated playlists of music I like that I don't have to put much thought into. Yeah, because they curated yeah, a lot they of curated. times for and then, And then another one that really relates to the whole discoverability and all that is like endless playlists and new music. Yeah. So it's like this whole value prop uh, is really focused on from the customer between playlists and discovery, right? And that's yeah. really like the big... What's kind of funny though is I don't know if I'm reaching this point just in my life, but it would be interesting to to research how many people... Like, I, I don't know about your dad, but like I know with like my dad and my mom, they like, they don't listen to new music like ever. And I find myself, I don't listen to as much new music yeah. until it gets recommended to me by yeah. a human. Because when Spotify will recommend it, I'm like, no, no, no I just want to go back to the old stuff, like the old like 90s and early 2000s hip hop that I grew yeah. up on, right? Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's kind of funny how there's probably people like Marie who always want to find like new things. Yep. And they're just like music. And there's people like me who I think I just kind of like fall back on like, depending on what I'm doing, I'll listen to different music. Yep. It'd be interesting to kind of study that in some, I'm sure Spotify, I think they have a blog that they study a lot of this data. And yeah, it makes sense. It. Yeah. yeah. Very much like OkCupid okay, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's totally. kind of studies you're talking about. Yeah. And then the next question we had, have you ever recommended Spotify to anyone? 84% of people said yes. Super strong, just uh, like Netflix. Basically was Netflix, which was 86%. 86%. Yeah. Yep. And then how can Spotify be improved? Uh, it was kind of kind of fascinating. Uh, a lot of people said good as is. Yep. And somehow in the context of this data, unlike some other companies we've looked <laughs> yeah. at, this is a good good as this is. This is a good as is. Yeah, yes. it's like a strong one. It's kind of frustrating from a yeah. product perspective because you're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. But it also might be like, oh, I have a lot of liberty to do other things now. That's right. Like I can go into deeper, deeper parts, tangential parts, stuff like that. Yeah. The core is strong. I thought the other other thing, interesting thing is that 26% of people said something around price. 
So for example, 10% said reduce the ads in the free version. Yep. Basically they want a little bit better of a free version yep. or 13% said make it cheaper. Yep. And so I, I think that that's a totally fine threshold for people to say, make it cheaper. So about 23%. Yeah. 25%. Something like there. I think okay. like the it's ads. It's okay. So about a quarter. Yeah. And that's well, okay. I would say like if, if 20, 25% or so were saying make it cheaper, yeah. I probably would change it a little bit, yeah. but only 13% are saying that. Yeah. And so I think that's a good threshold. The other like reduce ads in the free version. I think that's just something where it's like. Everyone's going to complain about that. Yeah. All the everyone's going to complain yeah, about it. Because there's too. ads, period. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge, like, it's also yeah. another money maker. And that's only 10% group. of the people. Well, and they're yeah. monetizing those free users. Yeah. That's great. Totally good for them. Fine. I thought the other thing when, when you looked at, you know, how can it be improved? There's a lot of like specific features, I feel. Which yeah. It's kind of interesting. About 7% of people said like all types of different things. Yeah. It's crazy. Someone wanted a timer. Yeah. To stop the music. It would help me as I listen to music to sleep. Yeah. So they're using this to sleep. Audible does that though, yeah. too. Where yeah, Audible right. will have like a sleep timer. They do have a timer. Turn off, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. And then access to more artists, I thought was kind of fascinating. 5% yeah. of people said that. And I just, who's not on Spotify? Like Jay-Z. Right. There are a few it. that are not. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think Taylor Swift was off of it for a short amount yeah. of time and then she came back, which I think is kind of fascinating. Well, and then people also want less famous people's music. Yeah. Right. So like by increasing their library to include less uh, famous people's music. But I think that this. It's interesting. I think there's plenty of not famous people's music on Spotify. Yeah. I think the discoverability. That's probably the data true. pushes yeah. everyone to. Especially with like automated playlists and stuff. Yeah, totally. Like if yeah. you think about like a niche blues artist. Yeah. It's probably on Spotify, but I'm probably not going to find it because they're not gearing it towards like that part. And I think that there's actually a world where if I was like Tidal or some of the other ones out there, like I would kind of like Tidal already has this, they sell one of their premium plans is, um, is high fidelity or high fidelity audio or something like that. Like the premium audio. I think they could be like the niche artist, um, place if they wanted to. Right. Um, because well, they have this, to own something with this strong, totally. you know, fit Cause it's going to be Spotify. Spotify and Apple. Yeah. Like that's basically Pretty what much. it is. And it's Amazon will like. be kind of annoyingly out there. Amazon's actually 30% cheaper than both of these guys. Ah, interesting. I think they're like six ninety nine a month. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, I think you get most of it with prime. So, right. which is kind of interesting. Alternatives. Well, alternatives is kind of interesting. Yeah. Apple music, as we found out, 26%. Yep. Pandora, 25%, 25%. And then YouTube. See? As YouTube. You, 15%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because YouTube does have a music element, I thought. No? Like, don't YouTube they have- YouTube does. They have YouTube they music. Have own, yeah, they yeah, have their like, they own do. specific Yeah, and they music. used to call it YouTube Red, the premium subscription. Yeah. And then they changed it to premium. And, and that includes, um, they kind of combine a couple yeah, of services, that's right? right? That's interesting. Well, I mean, the biggest driver for YouTube on that is like, you can listen to it in the background. You can't if you don't have- Yeah, you need the premium. Right? And I think that has a lot to do with the streaming and, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Otherwise, it's not- technically the same kind of streaming yeah. and royalties and things like that. But these alternatives are strong, right? These are the, these are the ones you'd expect. I worry about Apple. I worry about yeah. Apple for them. Cause the thing that we, a lot of times, whenever there's something that Apple creates, the product leader at those companies will be like, oh, well, we're fine. We're going to do really great. Everything's going to be like, they don't have our DNA. Like we know what we're doing. Yeah. And then you don't remember that Apple has 900 million credit cards on file. That's right. And they just launch something and it's a hit, right? Yeah. And they, if they just do even basic network effects. Yeah. It's the reason like buying anything from Apple is super annoying. Like their experience is terrible, but it's fine because they have all the credit cards. And so yeah. like they can, they don't have to work on that. Well, they reduce the friction to someone paying. Totally. Right. And yeah. more than anybody else. And so I think you're right. That's a very challenging competitor. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting. And like, I'm not too worried though, especially when you look at the net promoter score. Yeah. Measure of customer satisfaction, yeah. scale of negative 100 to 100. 
46. 46. Strong. That's super strong. Strong for a consumer Very satisfied customers, almost to the point that like people love the brand. Yeah, I think people love Spotify's brand. Yeah. And I don't think they do enough to capitalize on that. You're probably right. I think that's where they could do, they could spend a little bit of that trust, um, like not spend it. They could capitalize on that trust a little bit more, I think, than they do right now. So problems. Yeah, what do you think? What do you see? The research always identifies problems. And the problems that we identified here are basically around the fact that, yeah, there's 58% of people that use it daily, Mm -hmm. like once a day or multiple times a day. But then what about the rest of the 42% of people, right? Like this is music. Sure. People listen to music every day. I'm sure Mm. more than 58% of people listen to music every day. Mm. So there's some opportunity there. It's not like the lowest hanging fruit. Sure. Because it's really strong. Um, And then I think something that's really interesting that kept coming up in the interviews uh, or the research is that folks want more something when it comes to playlists, Mm. right? Whether it's they want to have more curation of them or they want to be able to access them quicker. Sure. Or... They want more recommendations. I think that goes to the point of like some folks wanting variety of mm. kind of lesser known artists and things like that. So it's not like these problems are like strong, like pulling sure. you towards like solutions or anything like that. But I think one of the biggest things is uh, really for us to discuss, especially on the trade-off side, is the kind of acquisitions they've been making and what comes yeah. next. Well, I think what they've done is when you look at the discovery element, you also look at like converting those users over I don't know if we we are at the ceiling or not, because if, if we make an assumption that we're at the ceiling, meaning like taking that 58% and moving it to 65% is just, you'd have to make massive trade-offs that would basically cost you some of the 58%. Right. Because like, like think of like discovery, like there's probably a bunch of things that they could do better identification of personas, like changing up the actual UI based on persona, yeah. like that they identify and things like that. You know, this is the, you know, they, they show like rap caviar to me when I'm listening to hip hop. And then yep. they like make sure they look at like, you know, new artist Thursday or something. I can't remember when it is, but like yep. they do a lot of that stuff. I think the issue that I see is that there's only so much you can do there. And I think what they need to do more of, and this is kind of what you were teasing out is basically go after those new acquisitions, but also new gateways. Yep. So the, the acquisition that they made recently was Gimlet Media. That's right. Uh, I think it was 200, I don't know if we have it listed here, but it was a lot of money, like yep. 200 some million. Yep. And the technology, it, it was not a technology. And it was actually Gimlet and Anchor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they Anchor bought the was podcasting app. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, they yeah. bought basically a, a podcast production studio. house. Yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, which had a lot of great shows. It's yeah. kind of like a so, privatized NPR. So this almost. is like their original content. The problem I have with this tack is theoretically, they're going to get more people in the app but like Gimlet, I'm still going to listen on Apple. I actually think that they're not just going to get more people in the app. They're going to get people to use it. They're actually going to increase their daily retention with, with with getting into their own programming and their own content on podcasts. Sure. I don't think it's just about acquisition. Sure, sure, if you sure, look sure. at the market for music yeah, versus yeah, yeah, the market yeah. for podcasts, market for podcasts are a lot less. It's a lot smaller. It's way smaller. What I'm trying to get at, say is that they're going to get some more folks in the app. They're going to get some better retention, those types of things. I think what they need to do is go into all the tangential spaces. Again, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but they have this huge base. Yeah. 70 million paid base, probably a couple multiples of that for a free base. And you're looking at a situation where people are very, very passionate about music and they're also very, very passionate about Spotify. So what are all the different things that they can do around music? What else will people pay for? They could take on Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Yeah. They could basically be uh, a Patreon that's something that's really kind of fascinating. It yeah. could be Patreon for artists, which is something that 
you know, Bandcamp and all these other things have tried. That's true. Um, but they haven't, none yeah. of them have succeeded because well, they never got a critical mass. Nobody has this base, right? This no 70 million credit cards is basically what you're saying. Totally. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And like it's one click to buy something. Yeah, Whatever swag. it may be. They could have yeah. a swag. They, there's yeah. so many or different even things they could do again. Like even though it's a small yeah, market, physical it's still stuff. physical stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the possible. only music market that was actually increasing and growing. Records? Records. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is even beyond podcasting, basically. Yeah. And going into some of these other monetization opportunities. And I think the, the problem is that I would see for a company like Spotify yeah. is that they're too focused on consumerized thinking. Multi-product for a consumerized like company is very, very difficult. Yeah. Like it's single product, single price point. Like they have a family price point of like 15 bucks and then they have a single price point at 10 bucks and that's it. And that's how they think about it. Oh, all the products, we're just going to throw everything in there. And this is a very different mindset of like, hey, we need different groups. We need different you know, more styles skews. coming in. Yeah, more SKUs, which is which is tough when you have a product team that's just so singular focused. Yeah, and it's worked so far. It, oh, absolutely. So it, it, like, it's, it's, it's really about where growth comes from. Yep. So the trade-offs here are really like, okay, we have this thing. We have podcasts going. Sure. It's going to help grow things. It's original content, similar to Netflix and others that are in the yeah. content business. Because Spotify is in the content business. It yeah. is a content treadmill. just a little bit different because it's music. But are and they going to take the, the difference between Netflix and Spotify is that Netflix, you can't get House of Cards somewhere else. But you can get Gimlet everywhere else. That's true. Yeah. That's so the is big it a world difference. where they're going to yeah. take it off, Like, do you think? Would that be a trade-off you'd be willing to, t- to willing to make? I think they might decide to do that. Be interesting. I mean, if Spotify is big enough, they might. So Spotify to do that. only, you know, that'd be really interesting, right? Like, yeah. be a fascinating move, uh, something to really think through. That's not how the podcast market is thought at all. No, not yet. Yeah, interesting. I don't know if it's a trade off they'd be willing to make. I don't either. I yeah. think it's one that I would be discussing though. Yeah, and I would yeah. potentially experiment with it. It could even be you release it on Spotify first because you have control. Yeah, I mean, right? that's what I, title, I pull, like, so like the new that. releases yeah, 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 and stuff, yeah. right? There's stuff like that you can play with with sure. podcasts. Where I think you you get the 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 momentum towards mm-hmm. you, and then you can release it later in other places. So yeah. there's, I mean, it's content. Yeah, a lot yeah, of games yeah, yeah, to play, yeah, yeah. right? That's one of the totally. fun things about content. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Done. Done. Awesome. I might actually now buy Spotify. You should buy Spotify after all this research Spotify's and all this love. Dope, man. Like Spotify is pretty dope. Maybe I want to discover new music now. You know what? The other thing you should do. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. You don't have to buy it. Subscribe to Tradeoffs at ProductTradeoffs.com. There you go. That's what you should do. And to get all the supplemental resources and then share it with all your friends. Tell your friends. Buy all of your channels. ProductTradeoffs.com. Share share it on Spotify. You can like like it on Spotify. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? You might as well. There you go. Cool. All right. We'll see you next week. ProductTradeoffs.com. ProductTradeoffs.com. 